Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Got to put that senior in there because I got my junior right here off to the side of the camera. And uh, he got out of school earlier today. So co-host is in the house, John M. Singletary Jr., a.k.a. LJ. What's going on, buddy? (laughs) And I am here with you with another episode of the Help Myself podcast. Um, Man, how about we get some business out of the way first? Um, And I definitely want to send a shout out to my first sponsor, it's Wiley Woodworks, my buddy Jeremy Wiley, who is the owner and operator of Wiley Woodworks, him and his family. And it's an amazing veteran-owned company. They do very unique work with wood. They um, awards, uh, memorials, retirements, promotions. Uh, just want to show your loved one that they're unique and special. They do furniture, shelving. I've seen a lot of it. You know, he's locally in the uh, what we call Metro East of St. Louis. He's in the Southern Illinois area. But um, obviously, if you reach out and get in touch with him, you know, you can figure out how he can make a custom piece for your loved one to commemorate how special they are, no matter what the, uh, you know, whatever the event might be. And you can contact him on the website, which is www.wileywoodworks.com. And you can also contact him on Instagram at jwileywoodworks. And there you can also see some of the amazing work. Let me tell you something. He's done some work for me. Matter of fact, I got to send him some pieces because he's doing some work for my retirement. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but it's going to be great. So definitely reach out and support this veteran-owned business and a supporter of the Help Myself podcast. So we're thankful for that. So let's move on to the meat of our program, doing what you love and then share. I just I want to just run across three things that I think are important uh, for content creators, for creators um, at large, whether you write, whether you speak, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're seeking positions in different industries. No matter what it is you're doing, there are some fundamental things that you need to keep in mind. Um, you know, I want to talk about what your focus is on. You know, do you expose yourself to things that feed into the belief in where you're trying to go? Or do you expose yourself to things that discourage you and keep you from going where you're trying to go? Let's check out a quick little video and we can kind of look at... Uh, He's making a good point about where you put your attention. It's specifically about uh, podcasts with black men saying negative things about black women. But let's check out the video. Men that have podcasts that are very positive. Y'all don't see those because that's not what goes viral. If you're following Spiritual Word in the Shade Room and Baller Alert, and you're expecting to see a positive post about black men on a podcast, I'm sorry to tell you, you're not going to see that. You also have to look at what you have on your social media feed. So you have to ask yourself as a person, why is it that I'm consistently following this and getting triggered to the point where I'm so upset at all black men? Shouldn't I be doing something about that instead of blaming all black men and saying all black men do is get on podcasts and bash black women? No, all the platforms that you follow do is promote podcasts 
that bash black woman, but you're blaming all black men. I think there's a message there. He made a good point. Um, and not in to get into the specifics of podcasts with black men that bash black women, but we know that there are plenty of them out there. And a lot of them have been, you know, they've gained traction. There've been conversations revolving around them. And, you know, we, we've got to be mindful of that. But one of the things that I did is I curate, uh, curated, curated, my field. I must be hungry. <laughs> but I curated my, my my feed, you know, of what I see on Instagram. And let me tell you something. It's such a positive place to be. Facebook, on the other hand, a lot of those are people that I actually know, family members, you know, so there's some negativity that you have to be exposed to because that's just part of the game when you want to see, you know, certain family members and keep up with certain events. But I digress. Um, it's important, and that goes into where you point your focus to. Again, like I say, if you watch negative shows, then you might feel like you live in a negative world. I'm one of those readers where I build the entire world whenever I'm reading a story. And I remember I was reading a book, and I woke up stressed. <laughs> like, what's going on in my life that has me so stressed? Come to find out, I was so immersed in this world, in this book that I was reading. And there were stressful things that were happening in this world. And I was taking on that stress personally and physically. And so you've got to be mindful. And that's just like social media. That's just like the television programming that we watch. That's just like the music we listen to. And I'm not here to tell you, oh, don't listen to what moves you. Don't watch good shows. There's some stuff that I like to watch. And I know that this isn't going to build me up to conquer industry, but it's entertaining. So I'm not saying that, but I am saying that if you are constantly put in um, atmospheres where there's a certain energy in that atmosphere, you will begin to take on the frequency of that atmosphere. Yes, sir. That's right, LJ. If you are not moving forward with positivity, um, it's going to be hard for you to just create positivity. If, you know, that's why a lot of times we say, you know, watch out for the news because you're going to get on there and they're going to give you a bunch of doom and gloom and the world is ending and everybody's crazy and there's war and famine and rumors of war and so forth and so on. And you'll internalize that. And in everything, you will see that negative aspect. So you've got to make sure that you take the reins. One of the things about taking reins is you eliminate what you have to eliminate but it's better to set your own course. Yeah. And when you set your course, what you are exposed to, it's not necessarily going to knock you off course. You can be selective about what you decide to be exposed to. Am I making any sense there? So um, I like what he's saying. You know, if you are looking for something positive, don't expect to find right. it somewhere where they deal in negativity. You know, and, and it works in life. You know, if I'm looking for healthy food, I don't go somewhere, you know, where sweets and sugary food and, you know, a lot of trans, trans fatty acids and, you know, all of that stuff. I don't know if I got the words right, but you know what I'm talking about. You know where you want to go if you're looking for the healthy stuff. And you know where you go when you're looking for the stuff that tastes good, but maybe not be so good for you. So 
basically the premise is don't expect the good things that you want to be in places where you know that that's not that's not their product that's not what they produce that is not the gross national product of this na uh nationality of principality <laughs> you know you know he's talking about going to shade room how you expect to to hear positivity come from the shade room they deal in salacious content and respect to that that's how they get in the bag respect to that but if that's not what you desire to do i desire to to, to be a positive podcast i desire to help others to find themselves to find their own passions to be good at what they do to believe in themselves and so that means that you know the shave room is not going to be where i get all my information uh tmz it's not going to be my bag, you know. I'm I'm not going to be focused on the things that are driving the narratives because it is, you know, it's important for me to set my own narrative. Okay. So I like that video. But the second thing, though, is, um, you know, we talk about those yeah. atmospheres. We talk about those things. But I saw an amazing post on Facebook today what? that I had to share with a couple of my friends. And in the story... Um, there's a violinist, classic, uh, classically trained. And uh, so he goes into the subway for a day, right? And, you know, he plays all day. A couple of people come by and check it out. You know, they throw some change yeah. in his uh, violin case. And uh, a few people applaud. And at the end of the day, he ends up making about maybe hmm, $20. Ugh. <laughs> don't mind that i got uh got sidetracked for a minute but so he ends up making about 20 dollars. then the next night he goes to a concert hall thousands of people show up and just to get in the door the minimum price is a hundred dollars so like we're talking about the cheapest seat was a hundred dollars there's probably seats that cost thousands of dollars and he probably made 10, 20,000 times as much as he did on the subway. And the lesson to that is, is that sometimes, you know, there's no diss to the subway, but the subway is not an area that appreciates classical music. So if you go where what you have to offer is appreciated and celebrated, you'll find more success in these areas. To be really simple, succinct, and to the point, you got to stop going where you're tolerated and go where you're celebrated. You know, it's really simple as that. Um, if people can't see your gift or can't appreciate it, that doesn't make them a bad person. I mean, there's some things that our palates just aren't set up to appreciate. And if that's the case, then just let it be. But you need to make sure that you find your way into places where what you have to offer can be appreciated. And so it's so many of y'all, y'all are just so talented and gifted and amazing. And your amazing self is out here second guessing your gifts because you continue to run in circles where people don't celebrate you and appreciate you. They just tend to every once in a while tolerate you. And too often they end up separating you from your passions because you're not being properly appreciated. So make sure that you're in places that are beneficial, not only to you, but to them, because you have something to offer that they desire. It's hard to sell folks on something they don't want, don't need, and can't see any type of value in. 
one of the biggest things in selling is, is that we have to make value statements. I think there's a podcast in my library talking about the value statement. You should go check that out. <laughs> but listen, um, my third point, man, I'm going to let you go. This, this has not uh, made its way onto the video podcast as much as I said on the audio podcast, but it's not my intention to hold you very long. Um, you know, I want to get some other things done today. The kiddo got off early, so we all excited about that. He's more excited than I am, but we're both excited about it. So got some things that we want to uh, definitely take care of. But the third point is uh, I want to talk about there's a rapper out in the Bay, and it's hard to refer to him as just a rapper because it's a collective. He is the voice, but there are so many people involved that make it happen. His squad is phenomenal. And they're also passionate and uh, they're blowing up because they got together and they do something that they love and then they shared it with the world. And I think a lot of times we focus so much on the profitability, profitability of a product. We focus so much on being seen. We focus so much on exposure. We want to go viral and Sure, that is not a bad thing. Cause listen, if I go viral for something, let me let me tell you something. I ain't gonna be mad. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna be upset, but going viral um is not the end all be all. Um and, and really going viral, it has its benefits that are always built in. It, there's always a benefit, there's always a way that you can leverage going viral, but it's harder to leverage going viral when you just go viral for something random. Uh, but when you're going viral doing something that you love and you're passionate about and that you're uh, consistently getting better at, then when you go viral, people can come in and check it out and see these other things. But you've got to love it first before you can expect somebody else to love it. And that's what I love about LaRussell and his crew. I mean, he's an incredible, not only is he brilliant in rapping, but his energy, his thought process and, you know, the conversations around his brand and how they're putting it out there and the decision not to search for major label uh, validation and, and those things like it is such an inspirational story. And the dude, man, he did a, a freestyle on L.A. Leakers. And let me tell you something. It had me in a headlock for a week. I still yeah. rock that. LJ know what the deal is. When I put on the LA Leaguers freestyle, like, you know, just got to put it, the, the young brothers incredible, but his team is incredible what they are doing. And I, I believe that he would want to make sure that the focus was on the fact that he didn't get there by himself, but there's a team of people that believed in him and they're working together. And so it's important that when you're doing what you love, make sure that you're willing to do it until you, you know, just do it until it's finished. Do it until it's done. Like, um, and I just dropped this here and I can't say this enough, especially as we rapidly are headed towards our hundredth episode. We are in the eighties, the mid eighties. I think episode 85 dropped last week. So we're talking about in a couple of weeks, we'll be in the nineties. And by this summer, the hundredth episode of the help myself podcast will drop. And I'll never forget Kev on stage talking about it. And he said, how about you see if you can be dedicated enough to do 100 episodes? Worry about the numbers. 
Don't worry about going viral. Don't worry about followers. Don't worry about none of that. Just worry about crafting it. And that's one thing that you've seen during the lifespan of the Help Myself podcast that turned two a couple of weeks ago. Listen, that first season, you could see me catching my stride, experimenting with things, experimenting with sound, experimenting with placement of the intro and the outro and what sounds in between. Uh, second season, we got new mics, new setup. Had to find the stride again because, man, I had better equipment, but I didn't have a better skill set to work better equipment. So better equipment and a not so good skill set equals a not so good product. But (laughs) my heart was in it. You know what I'm saying? So we kept going. And so one of the things you'll see and what you're witnessing here, this is actually the second broadcast because I'm working on camera placement. I still don't have it perfect. There'll be some working on camera placement, background, all of these other things. But I'm passionate about doing this. And there's even a vision of where we're going. This is just the very beginning of this vision because I'm thankful for the fellowship of folks that have shown me, hey, you can do it this way or that way. And I've learned so many things. But the vision is to keep going onward and upward. And there's some things that I have planned for you. So we're working to get there. I've been doing my study. I've been looking into financially what it's going to cost, but I want to take it to the next level, not only in production value, but I want to take it to the next level in content and yes, you know, in the conversations that we're having. And so that takes work. That takes trial and error. And I do this because I'm passionate about bringing positive content, inspiring content. I do this because I'm passionate about spotlighting stories to inspire you to be the best version of yourself because I believe that the biggest lie that we've been told is that our voice doesn't matter and that what we have to share does not have the value that it does. Like all of you that are listening to me right now, you have something amazing to offer to the world And I want you to be encouraged to express that, to communicate that, to share that with the world, because there's something in you that ignites your passion and that you love and that you want to do. And so I want you to have the greatest success. Let me tell you something. I love to see people win. And so that's what I want. I want you to love what you're doing and be so in love with it and obsessed with it that you won't stop till you get enough like Mike Jackson said, but know that you'll continue to want to expand and get better and to challenge yourself and to reinvent and to revise and revisit and do all of these things so that you can live the best life possible because you are living in the realm of your passion. That is my desire and my goal for all of you to be passionate about the life you live and what you have to offer to the world with your talented self. So love what you do, then share it. That's the best thing I can tell you. Stop going to places where you're not valued. Stop creating atmospheres where you don't feel positive about the things that are going. One of the things about leadership is that it's important for us to create atmospheres. People talk about, oh, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. But as a leader, I have a lot to do with creating an atmosphere that is conducive to productivity 
for people to feel supported and cared about and for people to feel safe to be successful in what they do. And a lot of times we think it's just, oh, you get paid, so do it. But we are more than just paychecks. We are people with feelings, with goals, desires, with fears. Coming out of a pandemic, people are dealing with stress and all kinds of things as they're trying to force us to go back into offices and we, some people aren't ready. And so as a leader, creating those atmospheres. And so create an atmosphere for yourself. Me and LJ sing songs in the mornings. We do affirmations. I tell them how much I love them. I make sure that even before he gets on the bus, I tell him to have a great and amazing day. And I think about how we do this for our children. But why aren't we worth the same affirmation, the same love to look at ourselves and say, hey, you're valuable. Go out and have a great day. Go out and make sure you do more of the things that you love and things that make you feel alive. That's right, baby. <laughs> so love what you do. And then share it because if you love it and you're honing your craft and you're getting better, let me tell you something. You won't be able to stop people from seeing you. You won't be able to hide your shine. It'll be something that just got to be seen. So love it first. Work on it like you love it. And then when you get to that point, you won't be able to help but share it. So that's my hope for you. I'm going to close out like I always close out. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And you can too. So how about we do it together? I can't help myself.